the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for your presence today. In our own life experiences, we have witnessed the general devastation of mediocre living. We have also witnessed those who have risen above it no matter what challenges they face. The Bible tells us that nothing is too hard for God. With God, all things are possible. Any one of us can be an overcomer if we look to the hills from whence cometh our help. Fear not, for God is nigh. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander continues to set the record straight. Then we pray now that you help me to preach in the power of the Spirit. And who am I to to stand here for almost 40 years dispensing the gospel? I realize it's solely by your grace in spite of myself. Thank you that you've heard my cry. You've forgiven my sins when I pleaded forgiveness through the blood of Jesus. Thank you for your church. Thank you, Father, for the privilege of dispensing your word. Father, let those who have ears to hear hear now what the Spirit of God has to say. We thank you for the sweet spirit that's embedded in this house of worship this morning. In Jesus' name. And all God's children said, Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with us once again to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11. It's our theme. And then we're going to launch to other passages of Scripture as we go along the way in the message. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11. You want to really uh, stay with me? You want to document? Because this message is so critical uh, in the times in which we live. It's a message on encouragement. You need encouragement. There are others you know uh, need encouragement. People are hanging on by a thread. And this word that's being dispensed to you is not only for you, but it's for others that God is going to use you to share when the Spirit of God leads. So 1 Thessalonians 5:11 says, So encourage each other. And build each other up just as you are already doing. So encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. And I want to preach again the power of encouragement in the midst of troubling times. The power of encouragement in the midst of troubling times, part two. By way of introduction, we are in the midst of troubling times in our nation and world. We have a virus that is plaguing our world where multitude have become sick and so many have died. We have had natural disasters such as fires, severe droughts, famine, 
winter storms, flooding, tornadoes, hurricanes, and the like, many people's lives are actually hanging in the balance. They're just hanging on by a thread. They are on edge, fearful. So many are depressed. Perhaps that's even you this morning. So many are disheartened, discouraged, confused. So many are hopeless in the midst of a crisis of health. They're just sick and can't seem to get well while others are in a spiritual rut and just can't seem to get out. Instead of making spiritual progression, they're in spiritual regression. While many others are confronted with major decisions that they must address, even our adults and youths are committing suicide at a staggering rate. My friend, this is what makes the power of encouragement so valuable, especially during the Thanksgiving season when so many reflect over their hardships this year and are grieving the death of loved ones. Beloved, this message is designed to refocus you from the challenges in your personal lives as well as the challenges our nation is facing and shift your focus to giving thanks to the Lord And one of the primary ways of doing this is to bless others through the ministry of encouragement. What is encouragement? What is encouragement? To encourage means to strengthen. It's to to strengthen those around you, your children, your grandchildren, your husband, your wife, your relatives, your friends, your co-workers. It is to help people. To encourage is to inspire To encourage is to give a word of hope. I believe every one of us could use more encouragement in our lives, even today. But the question I pose to you as we transition, why do many believers struggle to encourage others when the Bible instructs us to do so? Why do so many Christians not encourage others? When it's so clear that the Bible says, encourage one another. Let me give you a few. Number one, some Christians struggle to encourage others because they are selfish and more focused on their own personal interests rather than the interests of others. They're more focused on their own personal interests rather than the interests of others. A selfish spirit will not encourage others. People who are selfish, they live in pursuit of their career, their hobbies, their education, their entertainment. The next social gathering is all about them. But in the Gospel of John, chapter three, verses 30, it says he must increase, but I must decrease. He, God, must increase, but I must decrease. You have to Get self out of the way with the help of the Holy Spirit if you're going to be an encourager. Beloved, when you intentionally decrease your focus from yourself and allow God to increase in your life, only then will you be able to encourage others. Why do many believers struggle to encourage others? Secondly, many Christians have a critical 
judgmental and negative spirit. Many Christians have a critical, judgmental, and negative spirit, which hinders them from encouraging others. People are more inclined to criticize and tear down than give a word of encouragement. Proverbs 18.21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Your tongue can speak life upon a person or it can speak death. Your words can give hope and refresh and invigorate and enliven or your words can just be so destructive that people will struggle from those deadly words the entirety of their lives. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat his fruit Beloved, be determined to use your tongue to speak life. Be determined to use your tongue to speak hope. Be determined to use your tongue to speak words of spiritual refreshment in the lives of people, especially when so many are on the edge. So many on the edge. Don't push them all stressed. When when so many are fearful, when so many are worried, when so many are stressed, when so many are depressed, It's critical that you give a kind word. It's critical that you be nice. It's critical that you be refreshing. It's critical that you help people and build them up in the faith. Thirdly, why do Christians not encourage others when we're commanded to do so by the word? Some believers are not recipients of encouragement because of others' perception of them. Get that now. Some believers are not recipients of encouragement because of others' perception of them. In other words, they look successful, they speak well, they have a great position, they have status. So you look at how they're able to speak and you look at They're they're perhaps being well off financially, have great position and status. And then you conclude that that they don't need encouragement. Look at them. They're doing well. They work for this job and they have this status and they're sought after. So you don't encourage them. You've already sized them up and concluded that they are all right and they don't need it. When they go out and commit suicide and you gasp because they did it. Sadly, this person who you think have it all together could be very lonely, very discouraged, even though they have money, even though they have status, even though they have position, they're depressed and just about to give up on life. And you wouldn't release your encouragement because you didn't think they deserved it because of how they look, how they talk, how they act. What a shame. The gospel of John chapter seven, verse 24 says, do not judge according to appearance. Wow. Now let that soak in. He said, that's in the Bible. It sure is. Do not judge according to experience, but judge with righteous judgment. You ought to have spiritual discernment. And then you want assume or presume the wrong thing. Number four, 
The spirit of jealousy keeps believers from encouraging others. The spirit of jealousy keeps believers from encouraging others. Beloved, God will not bless a jealous spirit and it keeps a person from elevating you to the next level in life. The spirit of jealousy keeps believers from encouraging others. God will not bless a jealous spirit and it will keep him from elevating you to the next level in life. Proverbs 14:30 says, "A tranquil heart gives life to the flesh, but envy makes the bone rot." Envy makes the bone. Envy is rotten to the core. Proverbs 27:4 says, "Wrath is cruel. Anger is overwhelming, but who can stand before jealousy?" Jealousy will wipe you out. If you don't guard against jealousy, it will wreak havoc in your life. Beloved, jealousy will cause you to seek to destroy. It will, if you don't put it under control, uh, uh, I'm not jealous. Yes, you are. It could be very well that. Jealousy will cause you to seek to destroy another person's character, another person's reputation. Jealousy will destroy relationships. It will destroy your career. Jealousy will destroy the Lord's church. People get jealous because this person was chose uh, for this position rather than another one. Another person, uh, this person gets to sing this solo. Well, I think I'm, I think I'm good enough to sing this solo. Uh, this person, this, they, they compare. Uh, my name was left off this. My picture was left off this. And on and on it go. You get jealous of people. But you know what? God sees where you are. He knows where you are. And when God wants to bless you, he knows how to bless you. Amen. Amen. All you got to do, don't be jealous. Just live right. Just be obedient. And God will go around and and, and mysteriously and, and bless you in spite of what folk try to do to you or try to keep from you. Some, they think they're hurting you and they end up helping you. <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody tried to get you, but they couldn't get you because the Lord has you? <laughs> he has you. The jealous folk in the church, they tear up the church because they, they want to be the pastor. They, they want to be a deacon. Or they want this position. Or they, they thought they should have had this. or They want to have that. And I, I should have been the coordinator. Look, everybody can't be the leader. Everybody want to be the chief. Where are the Indians? Where are the Indians? Jealousy will tap the church. They're jealous pastors. Pastors jealous of other pastors' ministries. And then they don't like that pastor because of their progress, because of their success and all that. Jealousy is even in the pastorate. It's everywhere. You can be so jealous until you will stoop so low as to take another person's life. Jealousy will cause you to murder the person because of your jealousy. Cain slew Abel, two brothers, in the dawn of human history. He slew that righteous man because of jealousy. 
I mean, it, it, it reveals his ugly head in the children of Adam and Eve. So, so if it was there and it was, don't you think with all this sin down through the ages, don't you think it's here right now? Oh, yeah, it's here. It's here. And, and, and you ought to ever be jealous of your spouse. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That's not written but down here, but God want me to say that. Some of y'all get jealous, you know. Somebody, your, your wife talked to a person two minutes too long. Why you talk to him two minutes? <laughs> what, what, what were y'all talking about? Well, it, it, it didn't take all that. How come you didn't get on to the car? I was waiting on you. You were talking to who? You were talking about greeters ministry. Yeah, sure. It was greeters ministry. All right. You talking about ushering. Every, every time I look around, you, you talking about ushering. Or you talking about this. Or the, the finance committee, the, the church. Wait a minute. The finance, what's going on? You, you just talk to them. Wait a minute. You need to be secure in your relationship with your spouse. Amen. Sure. I'm not jealous of my wife and she's not jealous of me and we have other folk phone call, phones uh, I mean uh, names look how y'all listening now y'all really listen you can know y'all just as nose as you can be when I talk personally <laughs> we got other names uh, the opposite sex same sex all they're all in not on all in there my wife can get my phone anytime she won't and she can go up there and I was like oh is she gonna see this text is she gonna see this name oh she oh I can't just give it to them. keep it. Hey, you want you want it for a week? You can have it. You can have it. You know you should not go find in there where I'm saying to one of the staffers, "I love you, baby. Can we go out to dinner?" <laughs> <laughs> you not go find that. You not go find that. I'm not even worried about that. I'm not worried about that. But some of y'all worried because you ain't right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be, don't be jealous. I thank God for my wife. She's a beautiful lady after 43 years. I love her just as much now as when we first married 43 years ago. And I'm so glad that we are secure in our relationship to the glory of God. Amen. <laughs> number five. Number five. I got a ways to go. Ooh. Y'all, this, this thing is something. You cannot give what you do not possess inwardly. You cannot give what you do not possess inwardly. If you are not filled with the joy of the Lord and the Holy Spirit, you will struggle to encourage others. Now, you cannot give what you do not possess inwardly. If you are not filled with joy, the joy of the Lord and the Holy Spirit, you will struggle to encourage others. Joy, 13.52 says, and the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Beloved, when you yield to the Holy Spirit, he will produce the joy of the Lord and he will also move you to encourage others. Are you a joyful saint? Has the Holy Spirit filled your heart with himself? When you are full of God, when you're full of joy, you will move, you'll be led by the Spirit to encourage others. You don't have to make yourself do it. You will naturally, in the Holy Spirit, 
encourage others when you don't even realize you're encouraging others. It's just a natural tendency that you do because of the joy of the Lord and the spirit of God uh, being in charge of your life. Number six, you will not lack encouragement if you learn to encourage yourself in the Lord. You will not lack encouragement if you learn to encourage yourself in the Lord. You need to read this text in its wider context. I can't read it all today, but read 1 Samuel chapter 30, verses 1 through 10, and you'll see, what, you'll see the wider uh, picture of this text. But I'm just going to read one, uh, verse 6. You read the first 10 verses on your own quiet time when you get home. 1 Samuel, maybe one, 30, 1 through 10, or thereabout. But verse 6 says, And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David, look, underline this, but David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. That's one of my favorite scriptures in the Old Testament. And he said, what translation is this? It's in, this one is in the King James Version. And I like the way it says it, particularly in the King James. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Listen, my friend, when David and his men's families were taken captive by the Amalekites, they were so angry at David that they spoke of stoning him. Beloved, do not expect encouragement from those who are angry at you. If they're angry at you, they're not going to encourage you. Don't you, I want you to encourage me. You get cussed out first. <laughs> Don't expect encouragement from those who are angry at you. When you are distressed, look, when you are distressed, when you are under pressure, when you are depressed, or even feel that you have let others down, and when there is no one to encourage you, when you are under pressure, when you are distressed, when you are depressed, when you just feel down and there's absolutely no one to encourage you, your wife won't encourage you. Your children won't encourage you. Your grandchildren won't encourage you. Your other won't encourage you. You have permission to encourage yourself in the Lord. Did you hear what I just said? You have permission to encourage yourself in the Lord. As a matter of fact, go take yourself a break. <laughs> go to the spa. Take, go, go to the park. Go somewhere and relax and in, get your Bible and just let the Bible encourage you. Sing a song unto the Lord and watch God just refresh you. Refresh you. Let's transition. Why is the ministry of encouragement so valuable to people? Why is the ministry of encouragement so valuable to people? Number one, encouragement is so valuable, so valuable because the word of God tells us, uh, uh, instructs us to encourage one another. Encouragement is valuable because the word of God encourages us and instructs us to encourage one another. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, So encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. You see, the Bible instructs us to encourage one another. That's, that's why we should do it. Uh, beloved, encouraging others is not an option because the word of God instructs us to encourage one another. And you should be doing it and you get blessed by God and others for it. Secondly, some may be in a situation 
that you have been delivered from. And you can empathize and give them encouragement and hope. This is what makes encouragement so valuable. Someone around you or in your life may be in a situation that you have been delivered from. And you can empathize and give them encouragement and hope. First Corinthians chapter one, verses three through four says, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. The Lord allows us to go through various trials in our life so that we will be able to comfort others because we've been there. We'll be able to comfort others, empathize with others, and minister to others who are going through personal crises that we have gone through ourselves. That's what makes encouragement so valuable. Thirdly, encouragement provides assurance that you are not alone. Encouragement provides assurance that you are not alone. God requires that we bear one another's burden. Galatians 6.2 says, bear one another's burden and so fulfill the law of Christ. I personally believe that the Lord does not allow us all to be down at the same time because he desires for us to be in a position to strengthen others, to nurture others, to encourage others. My friend, if we're all down at the same time, then who can help whom? If we're all down together, then whom can help whom? If everybody have a loved one to die at the same time, then who can help whom? Your, your child go crazy all our children go crazy at the same time. Then who can help whom? I'm so glad that God has this thing worked out. And so when your time come, we can help you. When my time come, you can help me. When her time come, you can help you. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching and would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit MaranathaSA.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109. And if you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the Radio Broadcast Support Fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.